This is Owen Tinder Jones. I'm Owen Vaughan Williams. This is Tash Harden. And you are listening to the Owen Tinder Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest Common Had a Dream podcast. We are continuing our favourite football things. Uh, I'm with Ruth. How are you, Ruth? Hello. Hello. I don't know why. However, many thousand miles away it is. I was going to say, I don't know why I'm doing the hello, how are you? Like, everyone knows we must be, <laughs> that we're doing this on the same day. <laughs> You're fine, like you were 10 minutes ago when I asked you then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, life, life is going such a pace at the minute that 10 minutes makes all the difference. Exactly. It seems like a lifetime. Um, so, in this episode of our favorite football things again we are answering all uh, all responses to our questions we're going to talk about we're going to see if we can ske- squeeze three and one here we're going to talk about our favorite refereeing decisions our favorite flag and our favorite anthems which aren't whales obviously um so i think i let you start off with the refereeing decision because i almost certainly know what it is going to be and it is going to be involving a handball i think yes I wish you'd drop the word re- uh, favourite because it's just like, it's so, <laughs> okay, so uh, inappropriate. Memorable, memorable. <laughs> um, obviously, I am going back to Anfield and Joe Jordan's handball. Mm. Um, I won't lay out the details because everybody knows what I'm talking about. And even now, all these years later, it is like such a salt in the wound moment even to, even to think about it. Because there is so much that's wrong with the whole setup you know with the fact that we even went to Anfield for that game having done that we didn't administer the tickets carefully enough so not Scotland game in terms of the crowd dynamic um the there were some dodgy refereeing decisions in other parts of the game but to get this one so wrong you know when um it was clear by Jordan's reaction he had I forget which way round it was, but I think he had a long sleeve shirt on. Um, and obviously the handball was by someone with a long sleeve shirt on. I might have that the wrong way around. Uh, but I think it just stopped us so much in our tracks. I mean, it was a good five or six years later, really, before we kind of got our heads together again to be playing to be playing football. We'd gone from a team that, were in the quarterfinals of the of the Euros in 76, um, which is a whole different thing we keep forgetting. Um, and then to basically tread water for the next, like I say, five or six years, really. And I think that all stems from the, the gut punch that, that this game was. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those ones that's gone down in kind of Welsh footballing folklore in a in an obviously negative way like you said the way the tickets were administered to the obvious clear and obvious error with the handball it was just such a shame and again just another thing where Wales was kind of the momentum of things was shut down and the mm-hmm. the knock-on impact or the long-term impact was so obvious um I've really struggled on this one I think there's a, f- a few little things that have, have come to, but I thought I'd go for a funny story rather than take this too serious. The one, the one that I do think, I, I, I do think we were quite lucky in the Belgium game, uh, in the Euros, not to get a penalty given against us. I think it was Ash on mm-hmm. Nyngelen, like kind of took his leg away, and he did go down and make the most of it. But 
we were talking about the Andorra penalty. You know, if that was a penalty, then, you know, mm. Nyingalands was probably a penalty as well. So I, I do think that would be up there for me because it was um, such a, a big moment and how different things mm-hmm. could have been from there. Um, but the one that I think any time I think of a refereeing decision that uh, comes to my mind, the thing that always comes to me is playing five aside down goal and um, playing for the Boomslow Wolves, the greatest five-a-side team in the world. And um, I can clearly remember working our way back into a game and in a, with about 30 seconds of the game to go, someone had a shot and the ball went overhead high. And for those of you who play five-a-side football, you know, but if you don't, the ball can't go above the, the height of the boards down goal, so it can't go high. Um, the ball goes up. We think, there we go, we've held on. We've kind of seen this out to a, like a tight 7-6 victory. And um, the referee gives the free kick. Instead of giving it to us, he gives it to the other team. And I absolutely lost my shit. Um, and called this poor, poor lad. And he can't, like, he, he must have been like 19, the referee. Bless him. I called this poor lad every single name under the sun, everything you can imagine. Um, I, I don't know if anyone else listened to the to the Danny Baker and Gary Lineker podcast, but um, they refer to the rudest word you can possibly say. Um, if someone is that word, rather than use the word, they call them a tugboat. <laughs> so I called this referee a tugboat on, on many occasions. And um, this poor lad, and I absolutely lost it. And it's one of those things where... Like you're so involved in the situation and anyone who's listening and has played any sort of football, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're so involved in the situation that the, the realities that you're playing Division 4 on Monday night at Gaul is, is absolutely irrelevant. This is your World Cup final. And uh, it was one of those, as I'm walking off the pitch, I've called the referee every name under the sun. They have then scored... And I've, again, absolutely just had the biggest tantrum I've ever seen. So they scored from what should have been our free kick and they scored from it. Um, and I got sent off subsequently for calling this referee, again, a, a tugboat amongst many other things. And um, the second I got off, you realise, like, all of the anger and the red mist just goes away and you just think, oh, my God, you're such a dick, David. Like, you're a, you're a, you're a teacher. Like, you could have taught this kid last year. Um, and now you are calling him a tugboat on a Monday night. Uh, you know, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was probably 30 at the time. Absolute disgrace. Anyway, um, that is my favourite and most notable refereeing decision. I did go and apologise to him afterwards. And needless to say, he wasn't having any any of it and wouldn't come anywhere near me, which I don't blame him for. But we did have decent words the next week and he, he accepted my apology the week after, which was good. But uh, yeah, that was my favourite, if if that's what you can call it, refereeing decision. And uh, if that man, well, I was going to say boy, he's, he's a bit older now. But if, if you are listening, once again, I do apologise. Um, to move on from me being a dick, um, the other two uh, of the topics we have are flags and anthems. So I'm not particularly sure whether we're talking like football Wales Golf Madrid type funny flags or whether you whether there's a particular aesthetic of a of a nation's flag that you like. So Ruth, I will give you uh, an open goal. Whether you want either one of those, you go for it. Okay. So if we kick off with the nation's flag, I've got a, a real soft spot for the South African flag. I I love what it symbolises and and how it's evolved and the. Um, and obviously the journey that they've made as a as a nation. So that's probably one of my favourite um, national flags. I uh, that's a very good one. Um, I really like the Sri Lankan flag 
I have no logic of the history behind it or anything else. Uh, I just really like the way it looks, which is not particularly helpful. I also like the fact that the Nepalese flag is not a rectangle. Um, and that is the very insightful uh, comments that I can give you on that one. <laughs> so you like the maverick nature of the, the Nepalese flag, yeah? yeah? Got a lot of time for it. <laughs> so talking about kind of more football-related flags, obviously the Wales Golf Madrid is uh, is in a clan. You know, there's, there's no competition really. So I did see something on Twitter this week. There was um, some... some uh, Lads, I don't know, maybe they were 11 or 12, who'd obviously been planning to go to the friendlies this weekend. That's what we should have been talking about. Yeah, exactly. um, and they, they made a flag, which if I remember rightly, was um, football, fortnight, homework in that order. And I, I like this style. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I like that as well. That was very good. Yeah. Um, I think for slightly earlier ones i i i enjoy the variants on on no team gb i think people have you know done some some good work around around that um there's one there's a joe allen one i like which is um when god created joe allen he was just showing off um i don't know who that belongs to but i do i do like that one um and i like the variants on the you know eat more chips don't let salad win ones yeah. that were around. They might they may make, might be fifteen years old though, but I enjoyed the variants on on those ones. Um, but I think the flag that probably sums things up for me was, was actually in the Euros in twenty sixteen, which was the Somaliland Welsh Warriors yeah. flag that was at a few games because. I, I just love everything that represents the journey that those people must have been on. The fact that they found a new a new home and a, and a new place and and were embraced and were you know part of uh, Team Cymru and I, I I think that's one of the one of my favourite flags. No, that's fair. The Somaliland one is a great example, and the uh, the don't eat chips let uh, don't let uh, salad win is a great one as well. Um, I obviously, like you said, the Wales Golf Madrid is obviously the correct answer uh, to this particular question. I do have a few good memories of things, though. Um, well, good memories is the wrong is the wrong word, but re- memories. I remember when Newcastle got relegated in, I think it was two thousand and nine, um, Villa Park. I went to the game and was sat with the home fans. It was the only place I could get a ticket, and um, somewhat unfilled about. It. I don't know what we'd ever done to annoy Aston Villa. They just kind of turned on us that day. It was so weird. There'd never been any stick with them. They everyone turned up with banners and were delighting in our relegation. But anyway. Um, there was one that said sob on the tine, which I thought was, you know, mildly amusing, but I couldn't really find it that funny given the circumstances. But I do always remember the who is the next uh, saviour, Ant or Deck. Um, and I thought that was quite, I, I, I did think that was quite good. The next Messiah, sorry, not, not saviour, the next Messiah, Ant or Deck, which I did think was quite funny given the circumstances. Um, I also liked, and again, I don't like either of these teams, but I like the, the thing behind it when... Man United were started winning titles and Liverpool fans held up the flag which said um, come back when you've won 18 titles and after however many years the Man United fans came back when they'd won 19 uh, and I think they just had a flag that just said we're back um, I really like those and I also like this one I think it is again at Manchester United which upsets me which is something like wife United kids but not in that order um, I, I did think that was quite good as well. So th- that's my favourite flags. Um, as for anthems, 
what have you got for me? Well, I mean, I think there is only one correct answer, but let, yeah. let's assume that we're biased and we're trying to look a little, a little bit further afield. Exactly. Um, I enjoy the French anthem. I love the Marseillaise. I think it's just, it's just something um, like kind of the cliche of what an anthem should be, if you know what I mean. Um, our anthem is beautiful, but it's actually quite unusual in in its format for most national national anthems. I think the French one kind of sort of ticks all the boxes of of what a stereotypical anthem is while still being great. No, I know what you mean. And it, for the same reason, reason, sorry, that I absolutely love the Italian national anthem, I feel like if you wanted something that just describes what Italy is, that's it. Like the first like 90 seconds of that piece of music is just the music. There's no words. Like it's just classic Italians like pomp and circumstance and ceremony and look at us, aren't we great? And just kind of showing off for a minute first and then they start the anthem. I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I feel like I'm slightly cheating a little bit going on an anthemic route, but I really like... Um, the Hibs fans singing Sunshine on mm. Leith. I think that's such a great um, such a great footballing anthem. And I think I remember seeing the clips of when Hibs won the, oh, I forget which, which cup it was now in Scotland, but when they won 3-2. And it was a late goal that won it. Mm -hmm. And the whole, that half of the stadium staying behind after the game when the players were kind of walking around singing the sunshine and leith it's such like like i have no tie to hibs whatsoever but even i got emotional the first time i saw it It was something about the team maybe not having won something i think maybe it was their first trophy ever or at least for a, a hundred years or something and it was just the emotion and everything that was in it was just absolutely fantastic so that's my slightly cheating answer that is a cheat i can't i can't help but agree with you it's one of it's one of if you if you ask me one of my favorite football just off the field things that that's amongst them it's amazing yeah it really is a, a great moment and uh you know there's a few other obvious ones like I, I hate liverpool as i keep saying but i uh the never walk alone I've, I've obviously been to anfield a couple of times um and to experience that is genuinely quite a unique you know it does put the hairs on the back of your neck up regardless of what you think of them and it is quite a, a unique footballing moment i must say anyway we have talked enough. We have combined there. What have we done? Anthems, flags, and uh, refereeing decisions. Um, I hope. I do. I do hope we're going to continue with the tugboat theme. I got to say, I really hope we can keep that one going. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. Next, we are going to do our best memory of two, Euro 2016. So, thank you very much for listening, uh, and we will see you with that one soon. Goodbye. Bye.